aren't they? If we had a, a, a little group running off to learn about Jesus, we'd be running after going, wait for me. Isn't that fantastic? Let me just grab this. So I'm Sharon, for those of you who don't know me, and it's a real privilege to have you here today at Refresh. Feels like it's been a while. The weeks roll around. But I'm just really glad you're here today. And as I said, as I, as I say every time um, that I have the privilege to share with you, I really believe that God has led you here today and wants to speak into your life. And that's whether you're new, first time, haven't been for a while or come every week. God wants to speak into your life today. God has something he wants to plant inside of you today and inside of me. In March this year, myself and a number of leaders had the opportunity to go to a leadership conference. And that conference really inspired me. And today's message is based on that conference. So um, the conference was led by a speaker, David Jamison. I'd heard of him before. I've heard about his church, but I had not actually heard him speak or actually heard any detail about his about his church community. My clicker's not clicking. Could be. I'm not sure if that was a Sam click or my click. There's a picture of David there. So David is the pastor of a church in Canada, Canada, um, something like that, called Church in the Valley. It once was called Older Grove Seventh-day Adventist Church. And... um, His message, as I said, was very inspiring. So I really felt that I wanted to share it with you. And I know that some of you have heard David speak and some of you um, have been inspired. And I really just hope that, that the stories of his church inspire our community, inspire us. I have here a blank photo frame. Here it is. I want you to just look at it for a moment. What picture do you see in it? The picture is missing, you say. But what picture can you see? I hope that as we share today, a picture comes into your mind, a picture of what could be. You see, around 19 years ago, Pastor David and his church leaders in his community, they sat down at the table, unlike other communities may have, uh, others have done similar, they sat down and asked this question. I don't think this clicker's working, Sam, so my technology is definitely on. Maybe the box is shut. I don't know if there's another one ringing. Ask the question, if the doors of our church closed, would anyone in the community take note? Would they miss us? And they wrestled that night, sat squirming in their seats, and they came to the very conclusion, very solemn conclusion, honest and raw truth, that the answer to that was no. They felt no one would miss them. They felt they could just shut their doors 
no one would notice. But that was a very pivotal point for their community because the leaders that night said, we want to change the answer. We want to change the answer to that question. So I asked the question myself, if Refresh closed its doors, if Refresh didn't meet or was not a community, would our community miss us? Would they even take note? So in the pursuing months and that passed, Pastor David and his church community decided on something. They felt that God was leading them to put emphasis on a biblical mandate and the power of kindness. You see, in 2004, the church adopted a name called Acts of Kindness, A-O-K. They used this term for anything that they would do in the community. Because David felt this, that the community resonates with acts of kindness. When it comes to acts of kindness, they can be heard by the deaf, they can be seen by the blind. No one is not touched by an act of kindness and no one falls into a space to say, oh, I don't have what it takes to do an act of kindness. So this decision that Church in the Valley made changed the answer. And today I want to sort of weave through some of his message, the things that they have learned as a church community that we might be able to learn, that we might be able to take away, that might help us fill this picture so that the answer to that question won't be no for us, but a resounding yes. You know, there's no doubt, as, as Clayton mentioned here this morning, there's no doubt that our world struggles. There's no doubt that families, individuals, you and I, we face our own pains, our hurt. We, we struggle at times with loneliness, discouragement. If we go to the bigger picture, we find inequality, we find disharmony, we find abuse of power, we find uh, poverty and hopelessness. And so we know that as you look in the news and you look around, it doesn't take long that there's many spaces that feels like if we're going to fix this, we need a revolution. You can think of probably a number of countries right now that want to fix what they consider their problems with a revolution. But David challenged us with a word. He didn't make it up, but he challenged us with a word. And he said this, what the world needs today, sorry, didn't put it up there, moved that over. What the world needs today, what our church needs today, what you and I need today is not a revolution but a servolution. Not a revolution, but a servolution. I'm not sure if you'll find that word in the dictionary, 
that we can ask ourselves, what is a servolution? Well, a servolution is a revolution through authentic service to others. A servolution is a significant change. It's a significant change in the course of human history sparked by acts of kindness. A servolution is not a program or an event. Rather, a servolution... But a servolution is a culture. It's a culture of sacrifice and a culture of service that, as Jen was mentioning this morning, can change the world. A servolution is a tangible expression of God's love. It's an action word. It's a doing word. It's a verb. Servolution is what describes our church rising up to fulfill what Jesus said, love your neighbour. As yourself. A servolution is a barrier breaker and an open heart maker. And a servolution is a complete and radical change of a person's life caused by simple acts of kindness for the glory of God. You see, servolution changes lives. It changes minds, it changes others, and it changes the world. You see, the world does not need a revolution. The world needs what you and I need, what North Pine needs, what Dacobin needs, what Brisbane needs, is a servolution. So today we're going to talk about how, how do we go about servolution. And from David's experience at their church over the last two decades, he brought to us these messages. And I would love him to be here to share with you today, but today you just get me. <laughs> and some of these things aren't new. Some of these things aren't new. But I, in and amongst it, I've woven in a few tips from their church and some of their experiences to inspire us, to inspire you. First of all, how do we go about a servolution? Servolution is with no strings attached. We had last week Stormco um, service. For those of you who don't know, that stands for Service to Others Really Matters. And three teams of young people from, from um, this school here, from North Pine, and some of the students that are in here and some of the people in here went on those trips. One of its first mandates is service with no strings attached. And I can guarantee that those young people can stand up to you and I today and say the power of serving with no strings attached. You see, no strings attached is the foundational principle of Christianity. When you think about it, Jesus served with no strings attached. His grace has no strings attached. Grace means his acceptance for who we are. We are, in many senses, unmerited of his favour and his love, you could say. But grace has no strings attached. It's not to do with what we have done or who we are, but that we are God's creation and there is nothing that will change that. There are no strings attached. Christianity is foundational to this very principle. The Bible says in John 13, 34, 
a new commandment. Jesus is speaking here. He's speaking into the lives of his followers, to you and to, and to me, the people who he, he's, he's growing up to be his voice as he uh, prepares the way and as he's preparing for him to actually leave this earth. He speaks this in and into them and says, a new commandment I give you, love one another. Not a full stop, not an end there. As I have loved you, love one another. As I have loved you, no strings attached, love one another. We know how God loves us. One of perhaps the most quoted verses that um, people in Christian walks might might share is found in John 3.16. It was an encounter that night Jesus had with a man, a man who was very knowledgeable, a man who um, was was a a high-profile person in his community. He came to Jesus at night, not wanting to be seen, but extremely curious, wanting to know more. And Jesus spoke these words in this discussion, in this interchange, God He's talking to a man named Nicodemus. God so loved the world that he gave his one and only son that whoever believes in him will not perish but have eternal life. You see, Nicodemus, he was a Jew. And of that particular time and that particular space, the Jews believed that God would come to save the Jews. But Jesus hit that thought right on the head for Nicodemus and said, No, Nicodemus, God so loved the world. Not just the Jew, not just the people in the church, not just the people that perhaps look right or might even, um, you know, we consider to be better than others. No, Nicodemus, God came for the whole world. He went on, and Nicodemus, that whoever, whoever, whoever believes, Nicodemus, will be saved. Whoever will have everlasting life. Anybody, everybody, whether they know God or not right now, whether they're inside a church building or not inside a church building, part of church community or not part of church community, Nicodemus, God said, whoever believes will be saved. This this definitely shocked Nicodemus and knocked his theology, knocked his thinking out of the park because to him, salvation or eternal life or what God had to offer was a reward. But Jesus is saying, no, Nicodemus, it's a gift. It's a gift. A gift is unmerited. A gift is given out of a love to somebody else. You see, Jesus came to minister to all people. He never left the city the same as when he arrived. At Pastor David's church, they took on acts of kindness. I want to show you this little clip. All right. This morning is a beautiful morning. As we know this, it is a Alder Grove, Vancouver, BC coast weather. 
we're about to go and it's going to be Church in the Valley with their motto, no strings attached. And they're about to give a car to a individual who really needs a car. So what does it feel like every time you give a car away? I love my job. <laughs> I love I love my job, you know, tears will happen, um, hugs will happen, and just to see that joy of um, making someone's day, making their week, their year, they now have a car, it's, um, it's so rewarding. Let's see what happens. Here we go. Hi there, uh, Jessica. Yeah. Yeah, name's Doncey. So here we are and Dauncey's interviewing her and we're waiting to pop up the surprises. I am with Acts of Kindness okay. and we're a, a non-profit organization in this, um, in this area, in Alder Grove. Okay. And uh, so uh, if you don't mind, you know, I, I appreciate you taking the time to just meet with me. Just do a short, short assessment, it won't take that long. And we're trying to catch the moment when they tell her that this is her car. So I'm actually, I can't wait to see her facial reaction as Dauncey is about to reveal that. So he's interviewing her. This car that I drove up is actually not my car. It's actually yours. What? We are giving you this car free of charge, no strings attached. And um, we're hoping that this gift will make life easier for you. It will. And uh, we've actually got a few people videotaping this moment right now. I hope that's okay with you. <laughs> There's a guy right there actually. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, come on in. Oh my God. This is uh, wow. this uh, is one of the donations we've received. We're actually with Church in the Valley. We're yes. a church here in Langley, yes. and Acts of Kindness is one of the things that we do. And this is one of the things we do: is help single moms out. Wow. I got totally surprised. I thought I was just having a meeting, and you guys showed up with a and I'm speechless at the moment. I've never had anybody do anything this this big for me to help me out. I didn't think things like that happened. So the church in the valley did a little bit of research. They found out that there are a lot of single moms that lived in their particular area, so a number of their ministries support single moms. So in that particular story, in this particular act of kindness, um, uh, avenue of their church, they uh, people donate cars that um, are secondhand. They have a group of mechanics that donate time to make sure those cars are up to speed, and they donate them to uh, mums or families that are in need. About five or six different cars a year, and you can see no strings attached, no strings attached at all to that particular service, but the impact that it makes. You see, people don't care. People don't care about how much we know until they know how much we care. And the second thing, when it comes to servolution, is to serve with extreme generosity. Now, I know for me, I like to consider myself generous. Um, however, sometimes... It's just generous because it's convenient generous, if you know what I mean. It's just it's what I can afford in my time or in my finances or in, in giving of my talent in some way. The extreme part sometimes 
is the part that I know I personally sometimes hold back on. And I think as a church community, we too hold back a little bit about generosity when it comes to extreme, maybe because we feel we don't have the resource. I often think we don't have the money. We don't have the people resource. And we box in extreme thinking that, well, we can't do it, forgetting that we are a church that is led by God. And in the Bible, it actually uses a phrase, the Lord owns the cattle on a thousand hills. Nothing's impossible for God. You see, people, you and I, we can simply use the talents that we have right now. We can use them for Christ. And we can use them in extreme ways. If you um, play golf, um, Dave says, you can golf for Jesus. They run a big golf day once a year that's become a charity event that raises money to help them facilitate their acts of service. If you can cook, you can cook for Jesus. They have a team that serves breakfast at a local public school every single day of the year. If you can do mechanics, you can do mechanics for Jesus where they have teams, as we just saw there, that use their talents in that space. If you're a builder, if you're good with kids, it doesn't matter. We can use those for Jesus. On the side, it was quite, I was flicking on Facebook yesterday and, or last night, I think even, and prepare, um, you know, in preparation for this sermon, it's just kind of interesting how little things pop up. And someone had posted a little story about a lady in America who had, um, had survived breast cancer and she is a hairdresser and she had a little room in her hairdressing salon that went for women who were going through cancer treatment, losing their hair, that they would come in there, she would fit them with a wig, she would um, get her makeup artist to do them up and just speak into their lives. And I just thought, wow, you know, a hairdresser doing it for Jesus, just doing life with her skills, just serving others. She didn't expect anything in return, but she was using what she had in extreme generosity. Those, pay, those people that came, they didn't have to pay either in that, in that little story. That's just a little on the side. You know, the Bible says we have a story the big picture, sorry, <laughs> the big picture of the whole story in the Bible, the big picture of Christianity is based around this. Jesus did not come to our world to be served, but to serve and give his life as a ransom for many. You know, a ransom is costly. A ransom is costly. And God paid the highest ransom. God gave his only son. When you think about that ransom exchange, what did, what, did, what did we get? What did we get out of that exchange? We got Jesus. We got forgiveness. We got a reinstatement of, of our position as sons and daughters of the almighty creator God. We got 
the privilege to have an abundant life now. We got an assurance of a life beyond, of eternal life, more than this life. What did God get? He got us. Imperfect, marred, cranky, broken, us. He loved us so much, he paid the highest price. You know, God is the perfect example of extreme generosity. See, 17 years ago, or thereabouts, Pastor Dave and his associate pastor were sitting together and the associate pastor the night before had watched one of those TV shows that are like extreme renovation type shows. And they got talking in their meeting and, and he was reflecting about that program. And then he said to Dave, he said, Dave, you can do that. Now that's a crazy few words to say, we can do that. But that started something. That started an amazing journey for this church community. And you might be sitting there thinking, that's crazy. But these guys were a community just like us just like us. Have a look at this. In the popular show Extreme Home Makeover, more than 200 volunteers came together this weekend to completely rebuild the home of a single mother with three adopted kids in Langley. This is cool. This particular family has been really struggling to make repairs desperately needed to their house despite working full time. Sarah Scarrow's entire paycheck is used to cover the mortgage. The church in the valley has been running its Acts of Kindness home makeover program for the past 13 years. Typically, home renovation costs range between $150,000 and $250,000. In this case, everything has been donated. Really got a big heart to help. She's giving these kids a new, a better chance at life. And so she's, she's working hard and she's a single mom and she needed help. And so that, and, and we looked at her house and her house needed help. And everything was gorgeous. Everything was beyond gorgeous. And to hear the electrician say they did 200 man hours, like hours of labor. Who does that for strangers? Like, how do you say thank you to that? <laughs> this is beautiful. I wish I could show you, show you more, but the impact that that ministry has had on that community is outrageous. Of those 200 people that give up to two weeks or thereabouts, each year, many of them have nothing to do with Church in the Valley. People in the community that work together with Church in the Valley, and as uh, they said, everything is donated, businesses have come on board, um, and the impact in the community is phenomenal. And uh, they have story after story after story of how that ministry, that acts of kindness, which is extreme, definitely extreme, has made an impact.
You see, God is everything. And he became nothing. Extreme generosity. And he served us as though we were worth everything. When you think about it, you think about that lady there, that mum. What happened to her heart when she was shown extreme generosity? When someone comes along with no strings attached and just serves, boy, does she feel wrapped in there. Has her life been changed by that act of kindness? Undoubtedly. A servolution is serving with extreme generosity. A servolution is also a, servo- a serving with a desire to bring heaven to earth. What do I mean by that? There's a prayer in the Bible. If I said, what's the most common prayer when it comes to Christian faith that you might think of, you would probably think of this one. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. What does that mean? Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. We say it perhaps without thinking about it, but what does it mean? And this is an exciting prayer to pray and a scary prayer to pray. This is a scary thing to ask God. Your will be done. Bring heaven to earth and bring it through me. Bring it through me. Use me, God, to show a glimpse of heaven here on earth. Use me. In Church in the Valley, Pastor Dave read a book, and it's actually sitting on my desk, thanks to Pastor Neil. It's called The Kingdom Assignment. And The Kingdom Assignment was a challenge given where money was given to a group of people in the church community who wanted to make a difference. And their assignment was to pray, to multiply the money, to choose somebody outside of church community to give that money to, to make a difference and then come back and share the story in 90 days. And Dave did this with his church community and they still do. The very first time they did it, he gave away $3,100 notes. That's a lot of money. In fact, he said they didn't have that money but he somehow, through their budgeting creativity, they got that money. And one of the examples of one of the projects, the youth group ran a 24-hour soccer game and got sponsors for it. They took their $100 bill and they made it into $24,000 from that one event and they gave that money to a family whose daughter was in a very sick situation. You see, three months after that challenge, the church gave away $90,000 to people. Those people had been invited to church. 
And Dave actually makes a remark. He said, how often do we as a church stand in church and give money away? Not very often, do we? And he also said that year they made budget. Now, I know Neil and Simo, who are our school chaplains here, they were, they were at, or Neil was at the meeting that I went to with Dave, and they've taken that, and they've actually brought that kingdom assignment to our school here, and they've given away some money to a number of our students who are currently in the middle of their kingdom assignment. And, um, you know, to see their enthusiasm, to see their innovation, to see their passion to make a difference, Maybe in a few weeks or months, might be a bit more than weeks, some of these students might be able to come here and stand up and share what their kingdom assignment was and how it worked out. You see, we want to bring heaven to earth. We have a kingdom assignment. And servolution is the way that we can do that. Servolution is heaven on earth through you. Servolution is service with sacrifice. It costs something. It always costs. When we think about Jesus, it says in the word of God, it says this, in your relationships with one another, have the same mindset as Jesus Christ. He made himself nothing by taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as man, he humbled himself. He became obedient to death, even death on the cross. Servolution began in heaven. He came down to this earth and Jesus laid down his life. Not only was he our ransom, but it cost greatly. You know, serving is inconvenient. It's tiring. It's sacrificial. But the reward is always greater than the cost. Have a little look. and I'm here at the Single Moms Oil Change. I just wanted to say thank you to the Seventh-day Adventist Church for putting on this event. Just to know that they're taking care of my car and helping out with that. It's a great stress reliever. I don't have to worry about finances. Um, they're really great at just showing the Father's heart in a tangible way. They've also helped um, purchase new tires for my car when I had trouble paying for that. It's a great, great experience. It's so needed in this community and it's so appreciated and here with the act of kindness it gets done you're safe your car is safe your family's safe and it's all by volunteers so thank you so much from the bottom of my heart we need some power steering fluid
here at the 12th annual Single Mom Oil Change. And uh, I had the opportunity to come in here and do this today. I think we lost our arrow. I'm really enjoying it. It's awesome to lend out a helping hand when I can. And uh, got lots of cars here today and yeah, everything's going smooth. So glad I could be here. Todd again is a young man from the community. He's not a member or an attender of Church in the Valley, but he sees the great work of that um, act of kindness and uh, is involved in that and how wonderful it is to be able to, through that act, link in with the community with no strings attached. As he said, it's inconvenient, it's tiring, and it is sacrificial. Oops, there it goes. But the reward is greater than the cost. Last of all, servolution is serving with a heart to share God's miraculous blessings. I don't know about you. And, you know, we do have days that are a bit dumpy. But ultimately, we are so blessed in this country. We are so blessed. The Bible says in Ephesians chapter 1, Jesus, praise be to God who has blessed us with every spiritual blessing. So even if we don't have that much, having Jesus is an amazing blessing that we have. We are blessed. And as God uh, spoke into one of the, the, the um, men of the Bible, his name was Abraham one night. I don't know, did anyone get up to see that meme this morning? Oh, and you're still awake. Praise God. <laughs> Abraham one night looked up at the stars, this, this, this guy in the Bible, and God promised him a blessing as big as the, as the stars that are in the heavens, as wide and as broad as the stars. Now, that's a pretty cool blessing to have. But it didn't stop there. God said, I'm going to bless you, Abraham, so that you can bless others. So that you can bless others. Dave gives a testimony with Church in the Valley. It was called Older Grove Church. And they outgrew their church as they started to, to get on board with acts of kindness. Not for any reason, there was no motivation to grow their church community in the sense of that was the motive. Of course, we all want to grow our church community because growing church community means people know Jesus. And when people know Jesus, it changes their lives and their families' lives and the generations to come. So, of course, we want to grow. But you know what I mean. Their church grew and it outgrew in size. And I think here, Mr. Bear, every now and again, I think, Graham, oh, what if we outgrow here? What next for Refresh? I'll change that again. When we outgrow here, what next? These guys, they tell a testimony how God worked in their church community through amazing ways for them to relocate, build a new building that was being able to facilitate not only their church community but these acts of kindness. That new building cost them $15 million. And they started out a church not much different to us. And the testimony that he has is, says to this date, 
now just a few years on, they moved in there 2015, they have paid off $12 million of that building. That is incredible. And he gives all glory to God for what God is and doing through their church community. You know, Dave, he challenged, he challenges us. He challenged me that, you know, I am a blessing. And God has blessed me and he wants me, sorry, to be a blessing to others. He challenged with this thought, often seeing is believing. But he wants us, and he brought it up many times, to change our paradigm that believing is seeing. What do you see in the picture? What do you see in the picture for refresh? This church was created This church was birthed by God's spirit to create a space where North Pine community, family and friends and local community can gather and grow in their faith of Jesus. This community is here for a reason. And just outside these doors, every day, except for today and tomorrow, every day, There are nearly 1,000 students representing hundreds of families. What can we as Refresh do so that those families will miss us if we weren't here? What can we see in the picture? There's a small group. We have some small groups in our church connect groups and one of our connect groups um, heard about Dave their daughter said you've got to listen to him so they listened and they were like we got to do something we can't just sit here what can we do and recently this little group went off just before the holidays to a local aged care place I'm going to show you a little picture of that
So Neil and crew here at uh, North Pine were inspired by Servolution and they decided that maybe we need one. So we're going to, it's called Acts of, uh, not Acts of Kindness, but the f- Kindness Project. So our challenge to you today, my challenge to you and I today is this. What can we see in our picture? Do you and I, do we want to be Servolutionaries. Do we want people to miss us if we were not a community here? As I pray, I just want you to think. What is it, God? What is it, God, that Refresh could be known for in our community that was full of love, genuine acts of kindness? What one thing or many things? Let's give it to God, see what he can do. Father God, Lord, we're just so grateful, God, that you were a generous God, that God, you came, you gave your life for us. You lived a life of service, God, And it's just challenging for us. We all have the same amount of time, Lord, and I just really pray that you plant in each of our hearts a fire that says, God, what is it that you want us to do? What do we see in that picture? I want to be a servolutionary. I want, Lord, to bring heaven to this earth. So, God, we just lay this on the table to you today. As we move forward here at Refresh, God, we give all glory to you for Refresh and what uh, this community is and already doing to just be your hands and feet, to love others through serving. And if there's another way, God, a bigger picture, grow it in us. We give you all the glory in Jesus' name. Amen.